You're listening to the Shift Work Podcast, episode 39. As a high performer, there are seven key human needs that you need that differentiate you from anyone else walking on the face of this planet. This episode is going to straighten out the next breakthrough for you and provide clarity in what you need to do for your next step. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Luke Lehman, and you're listening to the only podcast for high-growth entrepreneurs rooted in business strategy and tactics as we discover the habits of high-performance leaders and dive deep into brain science. With over two decades leading high-performance teams, from fighter pilot to CEO, I'm excited to join you in your entrepreneurial journey. Shift the mindset needed to build your empire, keep more money in your pocket, and enjoy every day of the journey. Welcome to shift work. Hey, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the shift work podcast. If you found yourself struggling to understand why you differentiate yourself from all of the other homo sapiens walking around this planet, this podcast episode is for you. There are seven human needs as high performers that differentiate you from the evolutionary standpoint that got us to where we are today. There is no denying that the evolution, the creation of our body and our mannerisms and our motors and our neurons, the way that we move and speak and communicate are all evolutionary in nature. If you look from a differentiation standpoint between what makes you different from your peers and what makes you different from a lion, they're really quite small movements but they're significant. And paying attention to these significant portions of your human needs are going to create the breakthroughs. And I'm going to show you some space that you can begin to take up today in creating the next breakthrough for you. The reason why I am widely considered the leader in business growth using brain science is because no one else is talking about it to the level and to the degree that I'm talking about it. There is no one who has had the leadership experience, the business growth experience, that's willing to dive into the why and the how did we get here. You see, in all of the facets of my life, I look for the reasons that it's happening. I don't accept at face value what's happening. I look for the reasons why. I challenge the reasons why I'm failing. I celebrate those frustrations. I celebrate those failures and I become inquisitive about what's behind it. And today I'm going to share with you some of the brain science behind these human needs. And I'll tell you as we go along that they build as you get into the hierarchies of fifth, sixth, and seventh. It's beyond self-actualization. It's beyond simply doing for yourself. And it's becoming a, a larger impact into society at large. So we're going to dive right in today. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast is evidence of my own curiosity and a need for more and getting to the sixth and the seventh level. Having an understanding of how you got here and how you're going to make an impact on the world around you, how you're going to change as a leader. But the start of this story starts with me quitting. For those of you who have been around for a while, you likely already know that after a career in aviation in the Air Force, I did go to Delta Airlines. But I didn't become a Delta Airlines pilot because I had high aspirations for doing so. I became a Delta Airlines pilot because it was safe. 
and frankly, because it was what my friends were doing. And it seemed like the next logical transition from a military aviator into a grown-up, a commercial aviator. My brother often says that he categorizes me as a recovering fighter pilot, and I get a little chuckle out of it. But realistically, the evolution of quitting Delta was the embodiment of these seven human needs. Some of them were most assuredly being met. But as I found myself to the end of the structure, I knew that there would be no future. There would be no opportunity for me to continue my growth. As a high performer, it's hard for me to close the doors, metaphorically, but also physically as well. When I was leaving Delta Airlines and I had made the decision that I was going to leave the safety and security of the airlines, there was a physical closing of the door in the cockpit that made me realize that I wasn't built for that, that I was meant for more. And I didn't yet know what that meant, but I did know that when we closed the cockpit door and I was sitting adjacent to someone that I absolutely had no cares in the world for, I knew it wasn't right for me. But as I began to uncover and understand why my brain was wired differently, I began to understand what was happening as those neuro sequences, the synapses, the connectivities were making pathways in my mind that were creating spaces for something new. So as we get into these seven needs of high performers, the first is simply security. If you're a student of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, many of these needs of high performers follow that pyramid structure. But security is the most basic. Maslow's hierarchy would say that psychological needs and safety needs were the most basic and the primitive. Introduced in 1943 in his paper, A Theory and Human Motivation, Maslow also points out that to the degree of specificity needed in the word choice, psychological needs, safety needs, this category could be labeled with hundreds of words. It could also simply be undisrupted routine or rhythm. But the point he makes is the world must be orderly, just, fair, and safe. You must have some level of certainty and assurance that you can avoid pain and gain pleasure. What makes it so hard for entrepreneurs to start is the comfort that they're currently in. We find ourselves in 60, 70, 80, $100,000 jobs, even a quarter million dollars a year, $250,000, $300,000 seems quite safe until you begin to realize that the next level requires you to be safe first and then to become something else. So once the safety and the security is met, we can now move forward. That's why people talk so much about side hustles in the beginning, but it's no different whether or not you're in the beginning or whether or not you're making a big leap inside your business to what will become next. In order for you to move forward, you must have security. You must know that the food will be on the table. You must know that there's going to be a roof over your head. And frankly, what I advise of new entrepreneurs is to plan for plan C. If you can find your tertiary plan, then you can begin to solve for your secondary plan. And when you have the secondary plan in place, you can now solve for your primary plan. Plan for plan C, then plan B, and plan A. And you know that your security is going to be met. With high certainty and assurance, you can know that you'll be able to move forward in pursuit of the things that you desire in life. 
When that security is met, you can then move forward. The second stage is curiosity. When you can begin to ask yourself, what could become possible if? Who else has this become possible for? And what would need to change for it to be possible for me? The concept of self-efficacy was developed by psychologist Albert Bandura. What self-efficacy simply means is an individual's belief in their own capacity to act in the ways necessary to reach specific goals. Curiosity is the first step in opening up what can become possible for you. It's the first step in believing that what could be possible for someone else could also become possible for you. So by simply becoming curious, you open the door into what can become possible. You see, a lot of people in the world simply wait for others to tell them what's next. You start elementary school, you continue, you go to high school, you either go to college or you get a job. That's someone else prescribing what your actions should be and prescribing for you what the optimal level of results could be. Self-efficacy, on the other hand, is your belief in yourself that you have the necessary skills, behaviors, actions, goals, methodology, abilities to be able to accomplish the next step. And curiosity is what makes that become possible. It's no different now today than when you were starting out before. Whether you're going from one to $10 million or 10 to $100 million, opening up the level of curiosity is what differentiates you in the second step. This curiosity is likely born from a need for uncertainty. If security and certainty was the foundations, the next step is curiosity and variety. Knowing there can be something more for you, it's the need for the unknown, it's the change, it's the new stimuli. It's also why Delta Airlines could never have worked for me. I was too curious. I had only met the most basic need of a high performer, safety and security. In that security, I knew that when I closed the cockpit door, independent of how far I was away from my family, my needs would be met. Food would show up on my table. Until COVID, that is, and there was a bailout, which is a whole different story. But it was that curiosity, that need for uncertainty that keeps you hungry, that kept me hungry, that kept me looking for the next opportunity. It's quite the dichotomy to have a need for security and a need for curiosity. You can see that, yes? You can see that in your own life. It's when you start to get bored. It's when you start to become curious that you begin to stray. So opening up the pathway to curiosity is important to allow yourself to begin to think what can become possible. That when you take the handcuffs off, you take the constraints away, that you can now dream a little bigger. When I talk about thinking outside the box, this curiosity is changing the right side of the box. Changing the right side is changing the desired outcomes. And when you think about changing the desired outcomes in an unconstrained environment, now you begin to meet the second need of a high performer. The third need is clarity. Clarity does not mean that you have to have it all figured out. It just means you know which way you are going. If you want to see the sunrise, you face east. If you want to see the sunset, you face west. If you're making a trip choice, 
you decide if you're going to go to Europe or Asia. Clarity comes from action. So step two is opening the curiosity. Step three is gaining the clarity. Fear is the predicament that is a result of a lack of clarity. It's associated with whether this will or will not work. When you begin to walk down the path, you can begin to get clarity. Imagine yourself walking through the woods in an unknown destination. You just know that this forest holds mysteriousness for you. It holds fantasy. It holds legend. With the first step, you begin to walk with a little bit of unease about what might become possible. And as you go a little bit further into it, you begin to get more confidence. You begin to get more clarity. And as you approach the fork in the road, you can now choose which way do I go, but you would not have gotten to the fork in the road if you would not have taken the first step. And it's this clarity that returns you to a sense of confidence that you can now make the choice about what the road ahead will look like. Applied to your own entrepreneurial journey right now, you can think through what that clarity looks like in your own role. But you can have confidence and you can have faith by going back into a previous version of you where you were faced with a similar situation. And this one may be more robust. This one may have more gravity. There may be more employees involved. There may be more family members involved. And this is the dichotomy. It's the same you making a relatively same decision, going through relatively the same process with a new state of emotions, a new state of fears, a new state of worry, a new state of panic, a new state of hopefulness, optimism, encouragement. You see, when I talk about fear, I talk about a future expectation of an adverse result, independent of its relative likelihood of occurrence. And when you have clarity in knowing where you're going, fear can begin to be tamped down. It can be made small. You can take it in as a risk factor, but knowing that it won't prohibit you from going where you want to go. The fourth need of a high performer is validation. And validation can come in many forms. It can come in validation that your idea is working. It can come in validation that you have new product sales, new service sales. It can come in validation that people respect you. But notice what I'm saying is I'm saying something that happens on the internal or something that happens on the external. You see, validation comes first from you, from inside your own belief that what you have done is worthwhile. And in that worthiness of your endeavor, you can have confidence that you've done the right thing. But after the internal validation comes the external validation. You begin to see the results of your labor in the environment. People begin to notice you. Sometimes it just feels good to have someone else say, nice job. You're doing great work. It's the same for me. When I speak on stages in front of thousands of people, I still feel the same way. The internal validation comes first. I know that I did a good job. I know that I delivered for the audience. But I also know that it feels good when someone else says you've done a nice job. It happens at work. It happens in home. 
is we get that validation from someone around us. Part of the validation is your ability to see, feel, taste, hear, or smell the result. And only you can say what that looks like. Is it tangible or real? This is where you shed your previous identity. You have proven to yourself that this next phase has become possible. You begin to get rid of a lot of the fears of inadequacy or insecurities or imposter syndromes because you have external validation. The challenge, folks, with this process is that you continue to go through the process. You continue to go to step one, step two, step three, step four with each new challenge and each new opportunity. In this validation phase, it mirrors Maslow's discussion of esteem needs. It's the stage that you can prove to yourself that you can do it, but it's also the fear that it might not last. It's the stage of transition that you don't know if your idea was good enough that it can stand the test of time. This stage is often the stage where most people stay. They stay in stage four, this validation phase and this constant cycle of determining whether or not it's good enough to be able to say, this is worthy of my time and worthy of my energy. And this is where you find yourself needing more, which brings us to the fifth need of a high performer. The fifth need is significance. And significance comes solely from external validation. It's where imposter syndrome goes all the way away. It's characterized by a sense of belongingness, feeling unique, important, special, or needed. And as you come back to this idea of flying airplanes for Delta Airlines, you notice where you can shed the old version of you. The old Luke is gone. It's now the new Luke. I can feel significant in my own role. I can see that I've now been able to provide food, shelter, clothing, and much more for my family. And then this significance is where I can shed plan C. I don't need the backup plan. I don't need to exist in scarcity. I can now move to a place of abundance because I know that my work is meaningful. I know that it's lasting. I know that I'm going to be able to continue to provide for my family. Significance is extremely important. And it's one of the true highest forms of your human need as an entrepreneur. Notice, as we continue to climb the ladder, what differentiates you from your old high school buddies, even from your friends now that are employees that don't have a need for significance. They do their job, but they're happy when others are happy for them. They give away their power to other people. This significance has to be generated internally, but you can see it in your external environment. You can see it in the world around you. It always started within you. And that's the crux of this is that everything always started within you. You already have all the keys. All that I'm doing for you is I'm straightening the path out for you shortening the path between now and what can become possible for you. And if I can reduce that time, then my mission was accomplished. So this significance is, of course, the fifth phase. The sixth and seventh are the two that are truly unique to high performers. 
Now, I speak a lot about entrepreneurs because it's what I know. It's because what's near and dear to my heart, but these are not truly unique to only entrepreneurs. These are unique to professional athletes. These are unique to multiple other high performers. The sixth human need of a high performer is expansion. It's when you take what you're currently doing right now and you scale it. It's an expansion of what was previously possible, stretched to another version of you. There is no reason right now that your $1 million business can't be 10. The universe doesn't care. God doesn't care. Your family doesn't care. They may have more vested interest in it. But there's no reason why your business can't expand, why it can't become bigger, why you can't become bigger. And this expansion is when you can really get into the fulfillment needs of yourself, when you can begin to feel truly passionate, encouraged, optimistic. It's when you become the best version of you. And the final phase is contribution. Once you have become the best version of you, you now have to do it for others. It's can I make this possible for someone else? Can it be replicated? Can my journey be complete and also the start of someone else's journey? Can I use my resources, my wealth, my finances to make it possible for someone else to also follow in my footsteps? You've done this your whole life. You have paid it forward. You have made things possible for other people and you've contributed to the overall goodness of the world around you. And that's where the fulfillment comes from. That's where the happiness comes from. It's simple. You can go back to thinking about when you were a child and you were riding a bike and then you helped someone else ride a bike or you encouraged them. You gave them the little vote of confidence. As you got a little older, someone was struggling with a chemistry test. You didn't have high confidence that you had figured it all out, but you knew that paying it forward was contributing to their success. So you see, my friends, you can do this in your current efforts. You can begin to apply all seven levels of these against your current continuum. But what happens at every breakthrough is you have to walk back through these seven levels. You have to start with the security. When you're ready to grow your business, you don't know how many times I hear from very high performers, I'm not sure that I'm in the right market. I'm not sure that I'm doing all that I can be. And then we do this process again. We start back and we say, are your security needs met? And then once they are, now you can become curious. You open up the uncertainty to allow for the variety to create the next breakthrough. You see, it's just a process. But when you begin to see what differentiates you from other versions of you, you from other homo sapiens walking around this planet sucking up the oxygen, you from a lion, you are different. And you don't have to be wildly different to truly be a change maker. Now, there are plenty of people in the world that are very wealthy that have not pursued the entrepreneurial role. They've done great in investment. They could have been professional athletes. But what I'm saying is in the fulfillment, 
when you've truly met all seven needs of the high performers, you've now contributed to others. So it's not just about whether or not you can generate wealth. I know that you can generate wealth. Generating wealth, frankly, is very easy. And for the majority of you that are listening right now, the level of wealth that you're thinking about what could be possible for you is still wildly small. It's not like you're soaking up too much space in the world and that couldn't be possible for you. There's enough of it to go around. It's just energy getting moved around from one place to the other. And when you begin to attract that energy, when you begin to put out what you expect back, that's where the change happens. So think a little bit bigger. And as you're ready for the next breakthrough, think through what challenges you may face. And I can go back in my own life and I can begin to think through how often this happened for me. It happened for me leaving high school. Of course, high school to college was fearful. Are my security needs met? What could become possible for me as I discover my curiosity? And as I gain clarity in what my major is going to be, what I'm going to do, am I going to pursue flying airplanes? And then when I fly airplanes, I get validation and then significance and then expansion and contribution. The problem is when you look at those sixth and seventh levels is I really didn't get expansion. I could never fly more than one airplane. There was no level of expansion. I could fly one airplane with 170 passengers on the back, but it was still one airplane. So what happens if I want more? And that's where that need for high performance comes in. So perhaps you can apply it to your own life today. What breakthrough is coming for you? What's the next future version? What's going to become possible and what needs to happen? And when you can follow this process and realize that your needs need to get met, it becomes very easy. You just have to identify which stage you're in. And then when you can identify which stage you're in, it's easy to figure out what's next. The journey is fun, my friends. And when you realize that today is just the next best iteration of yourself. It's the 1% better. It's making myself a version that's better than I was yesterday. Man, it gets really easy. We get into this blue ocean where I'm not competing with anyone else. It's just me versus me. It's you versus you. And on the journey, you're in exactly the right path at exactly the right time. My friends, I hope you have a phenomenal week. And I'll see you right back here on the Shiftwork Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you found value in today's episode, please take the time to leave a review so that we can build our community of high growth entrepreneurs. If you'd like to stay connected with me, go to www.lukelayman.com to find a link to your social media channel of choice.